0: Welcome to The Good Life, a podcast brought to you by the Office of the Chaplain at the University of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for joining us again for another conversation on character uh, that's been jointly sponsored by the Office of the Chaplain and Spark, and a little bit by our uh, colleagues over at Hillel, especially Rabbi Josh, and our dear friends at the MSA, especially Campus Minister Muslim Chaplain Patty. Um, and we are thrilled today to have, as a special guest, a uh, person who I don't think needs an introduction here on campus at the University of Pennsylvania. I, I posted online one of the goats of, of Penn. I mean that in a couple different ways. Uh, he, to me, is, has displayed one of the greatest hearts of people who I've met uh, in my 20-plus in my years here at the university. Uh, Chris Ryan, who... Currently is a seminarian at Princeton Seminary, over in Jersey, in the uh, the better part of Princeton than the University side, which is uh, <laughs> no offense to the orange and black people. Yes, offense to the uh, orange black. See, we're talking about character, bit. and I'm already displaying <laughs> insecurity of and cruelty. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before that, uh, served as a teacher up at the Stony Brook School and at Episcopal Academy, and uh, has been a, has been a coach uh, in, in football there and. Uh, did some really impressive stuff at stony brook school with their with their team Uh, but on campus was known as one of the leaders in our religious community and is also the all-time leading rusher for penn football Um, really one of the great running backs and great athletes the ivy league in general has seen Uh, and there's some great stories of his feats his junior year uh fell to a pretty pretty rough injury i think at some point missed some time and still, Penn found themselves in the championship game, and, and Chris comes back and runs for 240 something yards and scores four touchdowns against Cornell to, to bring the championship back to back to West Philly here. Um, without question, one of the great football players ever to come through this school, and yet you wouldn't know that off conversation with him because he doesn't he doesn't wear rings, even though you got two, three, four of them. Uh, two, two, two of them. Two. They'd be a little, little little, chunky to kind of wear around every day. And and he doesn't talk about it much, uh, which I think really speaks to his character and to the humility of this man who should have parades in front of him when he walks around on Locust Walk, um, but, but is low-key when he comes here. And so I think it's fitting that uh, in today's character conversation, you're gonna uh, humbly speak about humility. We had to kind of drag you to the mic to do this.
1: So. I'm thankful that you're here, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Chez. Um, It's funny hearing all of that, knowing that I'm going to be trying to talk about the character trait of humility. Um, (laughs) I'm blowing you up. You blew up my spot. Um, But I think everybody uh, probably hears uh, in your voice um, the depth of our relationship and uh, how appreciative I am to be able to work in the chaplain's office with some very wonderful people um, this semester. It is really, uh, it's exciting and, uh, for lack of a better term, humbling <laughs> to be back here, uh, at Penn, uh, where so much of my life changed. Um, uh, grew so much as a person, uh, in my time here at the University of Pennsylvania. And I'm very, very appreciative to those who played a part in that. You are one of those people, Chaz. Um, and, and, um, this is the place where I came to have a relationship, a deep relationship with God myself. Um, so uh, it is fitting in many ways to be able to sit here and talk with you all. Uh, I am gonna talk a little bit about uh, a particular aspect of Christian um, character, um, but you know I'm not one who uh, loves lecture. Um, so I hope that I can Maybe create some conversation. Uh, Chaz, I'm going to rope you into uh, part of this uh, if you feel uh, willing and able to do so. Uh, First of all, (laughs) yeah, whatever I say. So the title, I believe, for uh, this week's talk uh, was Saintly Character. Um, And when I saw that, um, I I thought that was a good move given that it is All Saints Day. Um, And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, All Saints Day is uh, a day in which we remember, uh, Christians remember and celebrate uh, all around the world those who um, have, uh, especially those who have displayed what what we might consider to be holy character and devotion uh, to Jesus. Um, I think it's also interesting, this being the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, uh, that uh, when we speak about the the identity of a saint, uh, while we may think properly of those who display this type of character and are people we point out as as, as um, those who display Christly character, um, it's equally as important to remember that um, all of those, um, uh, ac- according to folks uh, in the Reformation and um, parts of Scripture, uh, all of those who. who um, uh, from a Christian point of view, follow Christ. Uh, are saints, and so uh, talking about saintly character then is 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 um, can be tricky, uh, because on the one hand we want to highlight and point out those uh, who we look to as as um, kind of epitomes of good character, but at the same time uh, there is a sense in which this is universalized to those all of those who struggle, all of those who who hope. Uh, and who who attempt to live out the life uh, of of a Christian. So um, maybe before we get into our particular character trait, which as Chaz mentioned, is humility, we can talk a little bit about what it means um, to be a a saint. Uh, And um, I'm going to rely a little bit on uh, the Christian scriptures, the New Testament, for some of this. Um, But again, hopefully, when we finish up this part of the conversation, we can maybe broaden it out to talk about some of this. Um, But for me, when I was looking uh, for sources, um, as we talked last week, sources for where we find character, uh, I thought about a particular passage um, in the letter to the Philippians uh, from the Apostle Paul. Um, And this is found in Chapter 2 of that letter. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Um, and maybe talk about it a bit. Um, This is from the New Revised Standard Version, by the way. Uh, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was found in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. Being born in human likeness and being found in human form, humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now, (laughs) this is not an exegesis class, nor is it a theology class. So um, to really break that down and do justice to that passage would mean a much longer conversation, I think. Um, but I think two ideas for me that jumped out of that passage, uh, when it comes to having the mind of Christ, is uh, one, uh, selflessness. Uh, but a, but two, a selflessness that is directed towards others. Mm. A self so selflessness and service are the two ideas that that came uh, to mind. Uh, However, I think it might be misleading, uh, in thinking about humility as a character trait, uh, to focus simply on an imitation of Christ. Um, And and there's reasons, many reasons for that, but I think imitation of Christ for a Christian is very important for the way that Christians live their lives. But those who are followers of Jesus also understand that that imitation is grounded in God's love for us. Um, in other words, we would want to read this passage uh, in conjunction with uh, passages elsewhere in the New Testament, for example 1st John, uh, where um, the type of love that's being described here in Philippians is grounded in the fact that God first loved us. Now humility or or acknowledging one's creatureliness or understanding one's position as a creature as opposed to, say, the divine to God uh, is is core to this understanding. But it's also core to this understanding that we understand and appreciate and value the creatureliness of others. Um, And because we know that we are loved as God's creatures, We then can love others. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) why is that an important emphasis? Well, as many of you know, um, in the history of of Christianity in this country and elsewhere, um, the enforcement, let's say, of Christian character as it pertains to things like humility and service has often been used as a weapon. Preach. uh, in the sense that, for example, those who were uh, slaves in this country were told to be obedient to their masters. Mm. Uh, and uh, in other words, a humble and quiet character, right, was valued in that particular society for a very particular reason. Yeah. Um, and uh, even on an even more um, kind of contemporary example, I think of the Me Too movement. And I think of domestic abuse, mm. ways in which wives and women in our society are are uh, um, um, oftentimes forced to mm. be obedient to men uh, or to, to allow themselves to be abused. Um, and I can't speak directly from that experience because mm. I'm not a woman, but um, I am the child of... Uh, a family in which domestic abuse uh, took place, um, and uh, maybe a little bit later I'll have the opportunity to talk about my mother who as uh, as role model, uh, perhaps in embodying a humility that is not also a humiliation right. um, and I, I I want to say, uh, and maybe Chaz, you can um, jump in with some of your thoughts at this point. I want to say. That because, um, from a Christian perspective, service to others is grounded in God's love for me, right, um, it is not then necessary that I should uh, just take any abuse, right, that comes my way in the name of humility. In other words, humility does not necessarily entail my own annihilation,
0: mm.
1: right, um, as a self, I have value because of God's love for me. Uh, and so there is, there is a, a kind of a complicated interaction there, I think, it's not simple, Yeah, yeah. right? Um, but I don't know if you have any experience with that, Chaz, or thoughts. I appreciate, man, you appreciate your vulnerability and your, uh, and your story there too, and
0: this intersection of humility yet not humiliation is a convicting thing, and you, two words with the same Kind of old root mm. in it, um, but as you were speaking, I, I I failed to mention in your introduction that you signed with the an NFL team after you played college ball. Um, and, and and again, your 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 humility is like you're not even going there. Mm. But I'm thinking about current players in the league mm. who, in a lot of ways, a league that is predominantly men of African descent who have felt humiliation at the hands of police brutality um, and just the daily indignities that black lives experience in this country and some of whom particularly most notably Colin Kaepernick um, and several other athletes even on the Philadelphia Eagles here where we are have taken upon themselves to demonstrate and protest by kneeling by raising a fist in the air by speaking out by wearing different shirts in other leagues and stuff like that and are told by some people to just, you are ingrateful. You're getting paid all this money and you get all this shine as a pro athlete. Why don't you just sort of shut up and play the game? And at the end of the day, take this humiliation because well, you're not being stopped by cops and you have all this privilege and your kids get all this and whatever. Um, so just just shut up yeah. and be humble in a sense rather than kind of the, the boasting demonstration of taking you know, um, and, and, and when you were talking about that, I'm seeing this dance between humility and humiliation and dignity and, and, and the courage to speak out. Mm-hmm. In, in a lot of ways, well, I'm curious your thoughts on it, but in a lot of ways I see Kaepernick's actions and those who've taken, outside the league, you know, whether it's college players or cheerleaders or national anthem singers, taking a knee. I see that as extremely humble. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on that.
1: As, as someone who knows that world, sure. Um, yes, a lot of, of what you're describing, Chaz, feels like such ancient history to yeah. me. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a minute. It? it has been. It's been a minute. But I I have been paying attention to uh, what's been going on around the country, especially uh, um, as, as far as the NFL is concerned. And you know, I, I agree 100 percent with you, Chaz, and and. I would say that humility, especially as we've just described it, um, humility entails service. Hmm. Right? more um, So, so in, in, in regards to, for example, our acknowledgement uh, of our own creatureliness or creaturehood, um, at the same time in that acknowledgement, we acknowledge that same uh, position of others around us. And of, of, of the world that we live in, um, loved by God. Uh, and oftentimes, um, to be humble means not just to uh, for example, be self-effacing, mm. but to risk one's own standing on behalf of others. Um, and I think... Rich. One, perhaps misunderstanding of the protests going on in the NFL is uh, that these men are somehow in it for their own benefit, mm. as if standing out and taking this type of stand is somehow going to elevate their status or something.
0: Sell more jerseys,
1: right? Sell more jerseys or whatever it might be, or that it's motivated by hate. Or right, or for the flag, right, or, or the anthem. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, which, in many ways, uh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of talking heads uh, on both sides of this, uh, but I, I think, in many ways, that argument is is, um, is hard to sustain, yeah. uh, given what they are protesting for, and, and the very act of protest itself. These are very American things to do. Um,
0: It's so rich, man, you you know, I I think when I was imagining this conversation, and I think when most of us hear about humility as a character trait, our thought is the deflection of praise, of no, 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 it's not me, it's, you know, it's really my mama is the one who gets all the credit, or, you know, it's not me, God's been so good, you know, and then like, or or not boasting and bragging about how great my GPA is and how fly I am, and, and that's being humble, or the kind of, you know, award ceremony, I'm humbled to receive this award, kind of the awe aspect of wow, well, little I, a little me is getting this moment, but you've really spun it in a in a in a powerful way to make humility um, something that blesses other people and identifies the humanity of others, um, and, and humility as an active thing as opposed to right. a a kind of passive uh, or, or, or an internal thing is probably a better better term. That's
1: right, and 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 even that. If we if we go full circle from where this conversation began, um, Christian character is is grounded in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the passage that we read, Christ exposed Himself, right, for the sake of others, mm. um, not in a not in a way not in a uh, an attempt to be annihilator or self annihilation. Right. Uh, and I, th- I think that keeping those two right, intention, is very important um, for those who would, who would want to live out that characteristic of humility. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought a lot about this and um, last week we, we had a conversation about role modeling and thinking about those folks who have um, uh, <laughs> been instrumental in our own journeys both in, in the development of our own character, but also in the way we think about and maybe teach about character. Yes. Um, uh, and I would be remiss in this conversation uh, to not talk about uh, my mother, who um, is just is someone I admire uh, for a number of reasons, but um, especially for her deep faith and devotion to Jesus, mm. which has been a model for me, um, something I'm, I'm very, very grateful for. Um, but there, there is a story, and again, uh, share a little bit about I mentioned before that, uh, that my family experienced domestic abuse. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, this is a long time ago, but, uh, you know, my mother um, in her second marriage was abused by her, her husband, uh, who uh, actually has since passed away. Um, and I know that, you know, I I was very young, so it was hard for me to really think about what she was thinking in the moment uh, and and how she was processing all of this. Um, You know, as a child, you don't really know how to process that type of trauma. Uh, And so um, there's a particular event that that I remember uh, that was both very difficult, Um, but I I think was very humble in the sense that we've been talking about. Uh, Eventually, uh, like many women who experience this type of abuse, she came to understand uh, that uh, it was not her fault that she was abused uh, and that she did not have to stay in this abusive relationship. Uh, despite some of the other cultural voices that she was hearing. Um, But her situation was difficult because she had two children um, and really nowhere to go. Uh, And uh, what she ended up doing uh, was leaving uh, on her own to uh, find an apartment in another part of town and get settled so that she could bring us with her. when that happened in my life, when I was young, and I experienced that, I experienced it first as abandonment. Mm. Uh, but now that I'm an adult with my own children, I can think about how it was that my mother felt. Right, uh, the, the sense of responsibility that she felt for us, the, the agony of having to be separated from her children, because she understood that what was best for her and for us was for her humanity to be realized outside of this relationship. My Lord. And that for her was a risk. Um, and though I spent a lot of time kind of angry at my mother for that, for leaving us in that way, uh, I have come to an appreciation of both the the risk and the sacrifice that that was uh, and the message that that sends to her children Mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, and and, you know, the the good thing uh, I I will acknowledge is we were safe. My sister and I were safe. We were not subject to that same abuse. Um, But, uh, you know, I've always admired her for her willingness to expose herself to that criticism to that, even from her own children, uh, in an effort um, to both realize her own humanity, but also to establish a home in which our humanity, our our personhood is valued outside of this very toxic context. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that, that's something that I wanted to share and I, I think that was very powerful for me in my life. I, it means a lot to hear you
0: share that story, man, and I, I think there's a healing that happens when we when we share our wounds mm-hmm. in, our, in our own journeys, um, so I'm thankful for your, for your witness there. I, it, it's, it, it's funny how we don't even know how we're learning lessons of humility, mm-hmm. or we don't even also realize how we're teaching humility sometimes mm-hmm. to the next generation. I think I want to want to ask a question around, how do you teach humility? Mm. Uh, so in, in some ways, you caught it from your mom. Um, and and just, she taught it in different ways. Well, you're a father now. You've also spent so much of your career after college being an educator mm. of, of different ages. How do you teach humility mm. to, um, to your kids, to high school kids, to college uh, people who are preparing to start adulting? Um, how do you how do you
1: teach humility oh wow that's a that's a great question Um, and I think the way you set up that question is important Um, the fact that oftentimes character is caught yeah right is is something that can't be um, minimized it's Hmm. it's uh, the teaching of character often comes from outside Mm -hmm. of us um, and so we, we receive it, in a sense. Uh, we experience it, and, and it, it shapes us. Uh, in the same way that Christians speak of being shaped and, and um, built up in the experience of Christ, in the experience of the Holy Spirit. Uh, however, uh, character, as, as you so rightly mentioned, is also taught. Uh, and this was something when I was a football coach, Um, was very important to our staff uh, in working with um, young men uh, in a sport that often, uh, unfortunately, is characterized by um, a a kind of bravado or a masculinity that is not healthy. Um, And so I I, I want to say that one way to start and where we started with our players was with the, the idea of respect and a respect that is grounded in a shared experience or maybe to use the language we've used before, shared humanity, right? Um, That person that you're lining up against on, that's wearing different colors from you uh, is a human being, right? They're not objects. I know sometimes when you're drawing the X's and the O's on <laughs> on the board, you can imagine, you know, the other team as an object. I know I, I, when I was a player here, that's the way I thought about Princeton, right? <laughs> uh, no offense. No offense, <laughs> again. no offense. But, uh, you know, that was something you, that I needed yeah. to deal with. I mean, that's not really healthy, right? Um, because once we start to objectify people into... Um, treat them as other in that sense, uh, we, we begin actually to destroy character. Hmm. Um, so we started with, with, with respect. Um, and from there, we also talked a lot about uh, love. Uh, and love through, at least in that context, love through action. Uh, how do you show that you love your teammate, for example? Um, it could mean you give them a hug after they make a good play or you cheer them up or you encourage them after they make a mistake. But it also can mean uh, doing your job, mm-hmm. right, what the coach told you to do, so that your your fellow player can benefit from that, right? Um, and being devoted to your teammate in that way was a way to express love, right? And so to to focus uh, their efforts through that lens, through those two lenses, respect for their opponent and love for each other, Mm -hmm. was one way uh, in a very kind of practical setting uh, that I've been able to uh, communicate that.
0: My cousin, uh, we talked about this before, my cousin uh, was a lineman, an offensive lineman, in college and then played pro football too. Uh, And he blocked for Toby Gerhardt and Andrew Luck and other people. Um, and we know Andrew Luck's name, we know Toby Gerhardt's name, but I don't think the average person could name any one of the linemen who blocked them. <laughs> and, and I was always struck by the humility it takes to be like a non star on a team. You know, one of the kind of folks who, who aren't getting glory, who are, are getting or are getting hit every single play, um, and are ne- no lineman's ever going to win the Heisman Trophy, ever but you do your job. And there's something nice about the humility of being a part of the machine. Uh, I think I see that every day on campus here. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who keep our buildings clean, keep our campus beautiful, Mm -hmm. who feed us, who are stuck away in our administrative building, making sure people's grades are going through, bills are paid, who don't get the same attention that upper administrators, those of us who get to speak a lot on campus get, but they are what makes a place like Penn great. Mm Um, and it's an extremely humble posture to be in when you're not getting, when you're not, and you're never going to be all-star team. But you are committed to making this project work. Mm.
1: That's good. Anybody else? Wrap us up, man. Closing thought. Uh, closing thought. Well, I would like to encourage those who are taking the time to listen uh, to this podcast. Um, especially those who who find themselves in the Christian tradition or even outside of the Christian tradition to consider what humility would look like in your own life now Uh, how can you live a life of of selfless service but not one in which your own self is annihilated Um, and how you can then turn uh, that into a way to bless as our chaplain mentioned to bless others through that example
0: Thanks for listening to The Good Life. For more information about religion and spiritual life at the University of Pennsylvania, check out our website at upenn.edu chaplain.